Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely, and today we have so much to get through. I have so much to update you on, and this episode is going to be all about this shift that I've been kind of talking about that I've been feeling like is going to happen, and it finally makes some sense. (laughs) But the most important thing that I'm going to talk to you about today is us reclaiming our consciousness because reclaiming our consciousness is going to be the most important part of us getting into a space of being able to hold a vibration or a frequency that allows our world to shift. And I know that sounds kind of like, you know, like big, and it is big, Uh, I've been working with my mystery school and we've been compiling all this data and I'm not even going to go into all of the crazy shit that happened um, with all the synchronicities that we found about through dream work and our meditations of essentially collectively what we think is coming. So I'm going to dispel some of that to you today uh, and also give you some insight to how I came to those conclusions so that way it can make sense for you and you can decide if it resonates with you or not. And so, um, let's get started. So first thing I want to talk to you about is consumption. And this is something that we covered in our mystery school class last, um, a few weeks ago. And it was important to me because I thought, you know, like in order to reclaim my consciousness, I need to be aware of what it is that I'm consuming. And while the first thing people think of is diet and so on, which that could be included, but it's more about what it is that we are spending our time consuming through our minds. And so ask yourself the question, what is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Do you flip through your phone? Uh, Do you go make breakfast? Do you go work out? Do you kiss your hubby? Do you go wake up your kids? Uh, Think about kind of the first hour of your day and how you spend it. Now, I know that I have been guilty of being on my phone and I love to get on Instagram, not to check out what the people I follow are doing. I like to get on the explore page and look for inspiration, basically of things that I I already like. I'm a visual artist. And so I like to look at beauty first thing in the morning, uh, or I'll get on Pinterest and save to any number of my hundreds of boards there, (laughs) visual hoarding basically. And I'll spend time doing that. And I've gotten in the habit of doing that as a way to start my day. But what I didn't realize is that it has put me in a area where I don't have autonomy over the things I'd like to consume. And so I found myself very often feeling like I'm in need of a lot more 
than I actually need. And I'm very much more in the state of FOMO than I would actually be if I wasn't looking at those things. And it makes me very often feel like I'm without. And what that does is it creates a, a desire in play. And even if I fulfill one of those desires, there's always a new desire that pops up to consume me and keep me busy. And so it's something I've been aware of in, in, in theory, but I haven't really gotten to the brass tacks of it to see how much it's affected my ability to have autonomy over my own consciousness. So it's something I want to bring to your attention because it's important when we think about the vibration that we are communicating in our day-to-day life or in our spiritual life or whatever. And so uh, I noticed that it affected me a lot in the sense of, um, you know, last week's episode where we talked about all the fuckery that was going on around wedding plans and other stuff. And while I know that the episode wasn't like the primo spiritual episode that was like a lot of teaching and stuff like that, but it was necessary to tell you um, what I'm struggling with, at least anyway, so I could explain to you what I knew what was coming. So if you haven't uh, listen to that episode. It's okay. I just complained about a bunch of shit that was going wrong in my life and I couldn't figure out why. Okay. So let me, let me first give you some context. We went to Mexico last week and that trip was basically supposed to be our honeymoon. Really glad that it wasn't because it was not the greatest trip. And I'm not going to detail it out to you all the things that happened, but I had some in- incredibly bad insect bites that were like boils basically all over my legs. And it was making it really hard for me to enjoy the outdoors. There's a myriad of other things that went wrong. Like, you know, Tulum just being like Jumanji in other ways. <laughs> um, don't go to Tulum. Just don't. It's not a spiritual place. Uh, some people I'm sure find a lot of spirituality there, but I was having a really difficult time energetically while I was there because I wasn't seeing that the indigenous people who live there were actually getting to enjoy any of the perks of the, you know, all the new stuff that has been popping up and seeing that it's, it has such a fragile infrastructure, uh, given how fast it's growing and doesn't have a way to support that, especially in waste management. There was trash everywhere and the, the, the ocean was brown. And like, I know that there's times of the year where there's more seaweed than others, but this was different. And I've been to Tulum before. So anyway, it was just like a whole vibe check, like killer. And loads of foreigners have come down there and capitalized off of the cheap living or whatever, and have skyrocketed the cost of everything, causing this insane inflation and just really taking advantage of being able to throw up a property real quick and say it's a luxury, whatever, without including the community and including the, the, you know, talks of infrastructure. It's very clear that that has just been like out the window and it's been more about making money than, than about connecting to the community there. And that really, really had an effect on me. We started to look around in some of the neighborhoods and things. And I was just feeling this like illness sick to my stomach of like, what's happened here. People have lost track of what's important and how to connect to the earth and maybe myself included. Um, so I knew that there was a reason that I went there, but anyway, it was a, it was not what I had expected. So we've heard that before. And so I was trying to collect myself. We decided to leave Tulum and go to Merida. We trekked across the Yucatan with a baby in tow. Thankfully my sister was there to help us out. And I went to Ekbalam and Ekbalam is, uh, another, a set of uh, Mayan ruins, and it's not as busy as Chichen Itza. 
And I went there and I I went there with the intention of like, I really want to connect to the spirits or the entities that are here. And maybe some aliens will come talk to me and something really fun will happen. Uh, And, you know, like I'm having this kind of like, um, you know, looking for something to happen. And so we're walking through, it is so hot. It's the middle of the day. And I climb to the top of one of the, the structures and I sit up there and I'm like, you know, universe, talk to me. Like, what is it that I need to hear? And I heard, take your shoes off. And I thought, take my shoes off. Like, no, like the ground is like really hot. Um, and I heard, no, take your shoes off, take your shoes off and put your feet on the earth. And, you know, as I'm walking back down the stairs, which are super, super shallow, and I'm afraid I'm going to fall down. Um, I didn't do it because, uh, we were trying to trade my daughter back and forth who was going to hold her. She was hot and she was upset and we're like, let's hurry up and, you know, do what we need to do so we can get out of here. And, um, anyway, I climbed to another one of the structures and I kept hearing it, kept pressing, take your shoes off. And I wouldn't do it. And I was like, I got socks on, my feet are going to swell. <laughs> you know, like it just... I couldn't get myself to do what spirit was calling me to do while I was in that space. And I said, well, can you just connect the energy through my shoes? And I thought, well, I'll just, I'll touch the trees. That's what I'll do. And, you know, that should be good enough. And so anyway, we left Ekbalam and we headed to Merida. And once we got to Merida, we kind of got settled. We got in a much better place. Merida is beautiful and it's not overrun uh, with tourists and capitalists and all that. And, and it looked like the, the people were enjoying themselves. The people from there were enjoying themselves in the daily life and not just working. And I, I, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see the Mexican people enjoying the place that they lived and, and not our tourist or whatever, much better vibe there. So I finally got a chance to meditate and I didn't get to meditate the whole trip. And I sat down and I just said, Hey, like take the baby. Let me just have like 30 minutes And let me, let me connect so that way I can see if there's any, uh, messages that need to come my way. And so I got into this meditation that felt like a psychedelic meditation. I felt mother earth came to me and she said, it is not my job to connect humans with the cosmos, but to connect them to the wisdom of the earth. And I saw all these different ecosystems. Um, I saw mountains and ice chasms and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I then was submerged into like this kind of underwater space where I was breathing. I was conscious that I was breathing underwater while speaking to, you know, this talking head that I believe that was mother earth. And, you know, her head was moving around in the ocean, uh, in a, in such a way that looked not human, if that makes sense. Uh, and she asked for help. She asked for help, um, to help with the change vibrationally and physically. And then I saw a gorilla, a rhino, and an iguana as symbols that I needed to look up. Um, which if you have, you know, pause it, pause this episode and go look those up and what they mean metaphysically, super, super important to, to what was coming. And then, um, that obsidian would be a good stone for me to connect with as it comes from the lava and from the center of the earth. Now, this was before I got a Mayan lesson about how important obsidian is. So I thought that was really cool. She also told me that I needed to eat more fruit as it was not uh, organic fruit, as it was not chalked with pesticides. And, um, that I, when I, when I go to Chichen Itza, I need to connect with the earth and not with the entities in those spaces. So to focus my energy downward and not upward 
And I thought that was really important because a lot of the messaging I was getting while, or like the feeling, you know, there's a lot of things that happen when I'm in meditation, but it's not just words that I'm getting. It's just also the feeling of like, we, we look so much to the stars and to astrology and the moon and though all of those things are important, aliens, whatever, but we forget our earth and, you know, we don't, we, we know more about our stars than we know about our oceans. And, um, even just, you know, being into loom and seeing like, I watched a documentary that talked about how there's just so much fecal matter now in the cenotes and how that rushes out to the sea. And that causes a, a gross overgrowth of algae that kills all the seaweed. And, and it kills the reason why those beaches are so beautiful and it kills the reef. It just made me super sad. So anyway, um, you know, she just, she kind of just told us like, we need to, you know, get to the heartbeat of earth and stop missing the point, you know, like the way it's not just about like, don't use straws. It's like connect with nature, connect with her, help her in order to shift. We watch all of this crazy shit happen in our world and we wonder why it's our earth is suffering. Our earth is a consciousness itself looking to expand. And, and if we don't also help earth, our own lives and our own expansion and our own movement is futile. We don't go anywhere, you know? So anyway, uh, she told me to go, go to the ocean and find a seashell with my name on it. And I would know what that meant. So I went to the ocean. We went to a different beach. We went to Sissel Beach and it was really beautiful. And it was really great because we didn't see any other tourists and people were looking at us like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> what are you doing here? Um, and we went there and I just sat in the water and just took some time to just like feel the sand and, um, observe and connect as much as I could energetically. Anyway, there's these amazing flamingos, just flocks of flamingos that were flying over us. And I felt the strongest energy wave. Like I could have cried. Like it was so, such a beautiful thing to see, like to look up and be like these massive birds, flying over you in pink. <laughs> I mean, I feel emotional thinking about it. Like it was just this moment of, I am, I'm where I need to be in this moment. You know, uh, even though it was, you know, difficult, I was really suffering with these like insect bites. I was con considering going to the hospital because we didn't know if they were poisonous or not. Cause they, at some point they started to look flesh eating. It was disgusting. Uh, and I sat in that water and asked mother earth to heal me, please heal my legs, please heal anything else in my body, please heal my perspective. And I want really wanting to reclaim that in my consciousness to not disregard, uh, mother earth as something that's super, super important to my spiritual expansion and, and all of ours. So that brings me to my next point, which is fuckery. <laughs> so, uh, you, if you listen to the last po podcast, you know that there was lots of fuckery and stuff going on. And I can't even remember what I talked about in that podcast. Uh, to be honest, uh, I just know that I, I mentioned so much of all of the craziness that was happening in my life. So when we came back home, uh, we ended up coming back home early, like three days, two days early or so. And I felt like, oh man, I wasted so much money and this wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And a lot of the places that we stayed were really difficult and a lot of extra fuckery. Right. And I felt like, who is doing this to me? Like, why does it feel like at every corner I'm getting met with resistance and punches in the face and 
just feeling like overall, like it's not, it's not, it's not like things are super bad, but you know, it's like these death by a thousand cuts kind of thing, you know, just like little annoyances, every corner on which you spur that really affect how you feel day in and day out. Now I know you've had something like that. I know you have, I know everybody has that. It's not like something super bad. So you kind of like gaslight yourself like, oh, it's not that bad, but it's like one thing after another. And it's just like that straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing. That's what I mean by fuckery. And I'm going to continue to refer to it as fuckery. (laughs) Uh, So coming off this bad trip and like the plane ride home was just horrendous. Veda was losing her shit and I felt bad. Her stomach hurt and the, the airplane attended whatever was like over the intercom like whoa someone's not having a good trip something some bullshit and the whole plane laughed and I felt like crying I just felt like I want to be home I want to get out of here this whole thing was a waste blah so fuckery I'm I'm back home and I'm cleaning my house I'm scrubbing the floor and I'm in this just like pissy mood and I can't really pinpoint where it's coming from it's just that like all of the stuff leading up to that point really broke me down washing the dishes and I'm listening to Yeba's heartbreak on Drake's album. (laughs) And I just start to cry and I just start to cry. I weep the, the loss of loss of expectations and all of my feelings and all of the pain. And I, and I suddenly realized like, I don't think that that's actually what I'm crying about. Like this feels deeper. This feels like loss. This feels like grief. This feels like, is this mine? You know, started to ask that question. Anyway, and I, and I got the message that, uh, you know, my spending time there helped me see the reality of the state of our world and in various, uh, places and various examples and through the fuckery, basically, um, I was also getting a chance to see what it is when I'm tuned into a vibration that is not mine. And I hope that I can make the best sense of this as I can, but I'm really hesitant to always like present, um, the bad guy theory. And I think that the reason I'm hesitant to do so is because of my Christian upbringing, that there was always the devil and the devil was out to get you and the devil was going to do this and the devil was going to do that. And I was like, y'all take some ownership for your own choices, please. It's not the devil. It's you. Um, that's more of a joke, but (laughs) there's, there's always kind of this, this narrative that, you know, perhaps that there's this opposing force, you know, trying to fuck with you and that you need to be on your P's and Q's. And so I think that's why I'm more resistant to, you know, preaching that. And I also think that that's something that tends to get people's attention because it gives them something to be unified in, to be against. And I'm just really weary of situations like that, but I do, feel like I got an eye opener and saying, and seeing that, okay, there, there is something else. Like there is something else that's not all love and light here. And maybe trying to throw me off my path, maybe trying to throw you off your path, particularly when it comes to very important times when shift is possible and getting at us in the ways that seem innocuous or seem very you know, nuanced, but it works. It works. It absolutely works. So I started to to think about, um, you know, all the stuff that went wrong with the wedding and then with our trip and then work stuff. And then like 
my, my kid never sleeps and you know, whatever. And I'm just all around just tired. And there's always this little, you know, kind of thing happening every day. It's one thing to have the big stuff happen. And we all kind of know that big stuff is devastating when it does happen, but there, there's some way, somehow a lot of us tend to find ways to, once, once we get that big, like dip of that devastation, we find ways to bring ourselves back up. We tend to, right? Oh my God, I lost my job. You know, like, it's like, oh my God, it's a big thing. And we're down for a time. And then it's like, all right, like we, we need to pick ourselves back up. So it's a noticeable shift in our energy and our vibration. And so it's only, it's usually only for a time, but when this death by a thousand cuts kind of energy comes in with this like knickknack fuckery shit, it, 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 it lowers our vibration very subtly and, 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 and in a constant manner. So it's harder for us to bring ourselves up because it's kind of like this constant, like push, push, push that you don't notice. So your, your vibration, your frequency is lowering and lowering and lowering, and you're unaware that that's what's happening to you. This is what I mean by fuckery. So I'm scrubbing my floor and I'm crying and I'm just like, ugh, things have just been really yucky lately. And I felt down and negative and just, I haven't felt like myself and it's been going on for like a year almost. And I'm like, what? It's all coming to a head while I'm scrubbing my floor. <laughs> and I heard this voice say out loud, cause I was kind of thinking about wedding stuff and uh, she said, it was a, a female feminine voice that said, you're allowed to dream, but not allowed to plan. Now I heard that and it, it's, it, it, when I hear stuff like that, it always comes with a download of other information around it. I get the first like really poignant message and then the rest of it kind of unpacks itself. Um, like a download. That's why they call it a download. And so when she said that you're allowed to dream, but not allowed to plan, it was kind of like, a an opening of all of the plans that have been failing around me. And like, first of all, let's just like unpack that statement. You're allowed to dream, but you're not allowed to plan. It is the literal removal of your expectations. Literal, like just, okay, uh, this is something I desire. This is something I want. And this is, it's cool for me to dream about it. But the moment I start putting time, when, where, what, uh, you know, kind of things, energy on it of, of what I want to happen or what I'm trying to make happen, it turns it into a plan. Now, I don't know if you're like me or not. I love to plan, you know, that's my drug of choice. And so, uh, if I'm not allowed to plan, then what is there? <laughs> there is presence. There is stillness. There is looking at the things that I desire and going, oh, that's for me, you know, someday, whenever I'm open to it. And it opens me, opens you into a place where you get to now reclaim that part of your consciousness and that part of your vibration. Now, why is that? It's to me because, and, and I love this, one of the girls in our mystery school had mentioned this, that desire as an energy is a lower vibrational frequency. It puts us in a state of longing. And when we're put in a state of longing, we're in a place of like, oh, I don't have that yet. And that is not joy. That is not gratitude. That is not dream. It's in, it's in this, like, something's not here yet. I'm not complete yet. I'm not whole yet. So it made sense why that voice came through and said, you're allowed to dream, but you're not allowed to plan. 
Now, the second part of this finishing my thought was that if there is an opposing energy, say that there's a cabal or some other thing, you know, whatever, and they're working on, you know, keeping us from waking up, keeping us from acknowledging our spirit or spirit or keeping us from reclaiming our consciousness, then they would find ways to fuck with our plans. Now they might fuck with you in different ways, but for me, planning is like, da, 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 you know, that's my thing. And when you mess with my plans, you mess with my vibration. So for me personally, this energy or this entity has come to me and said, you're allowed to dream, but not allowed to plan per this time. Now I remember when, uh, all of our wedding stuff got canceled and they were like, not right now. Like it's really important because that you need to get ready for this shift. Like we need you to be in tip top shape, basically mentally for the coming energies and what is, what is changing. So, uh, sometimes I like to turn on YouTube and do like a roulette kind of thing. Like let it play. I'll pick one video that I'm drawn to and then just see what comes on after it. And there was some really interesting videos that came on that I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I believe that. Maybe not. I'm, I'm not, I'm open. I'm not judging it, but all in all, there was this kind of message in all of them that there is a war for our consciousness, that there is this, um, you know, just a fight for what our vibration can be, because if, if this is the case, then there is some other, uh, cabal, if you will, or whatever. I don't know what the right name for it is, but if there's an imposing energy service to self energy, they, that is utilizing our negative or our, our feelings of disappointment, um, for us looking at the world, you know, like how do you lower single-handedly lower the vibration of many, many people in a single country? Watch the news, the school shooting that happened. I mean, bless those children's souls. It hit me so hard, so hard. And I kept thinking, what is the point of this? What is the point of all the spirituality crap? If we can't fix this, it made me feel hopeless. It made me feel like a mom. Like I was like more connected to the, like the skin in the game that I have as a parent. It made me feel empathy and sadness for those who lost their children that day. Like, there's a mass shooting in this country every day and we just accept it as normal. I'm not going to get on my, my soapbox today, but I'm just, it is unbelievable to me that that is where we have come to, that we are in a place where we're like, we've learned to accept that. But this is like the, the death by a thousand cuts. We have been almost desensitized day in and day out to accept the lower and lower and lower vibes. So it almost seems strategic. Okay. So say you're not in that camp. I don't want to like, uh, ignite all of your, uh, conspiracies. Um, I'm, I'm pro conspiracy by the way. Uh, but it is just, if, if that is the case, just entertain it for a second. If that is the case, then during this particular time, while we have an opportunity to shift immensely the direction our planet is going vibrationally, then those who enjoy that kind of energy and, and benefit from it, in fact, will not want to see us reclaim that for ourselves, reclaim our consciousness to understand our power. They wouldn't want that to understand and know the ins and outs of our mind and have autonomy over our, our heart, our brain, what it is that we need versus what it is that we don't need. 
And so if we are in this war for our consciousness, it's important, it's gravely important for you to empower yourself, to stop scrolling, give yourself the opportunity to be still and listen to your heart, your mind, journal, listen to your spirit. Those of you who are, I can't connect to my spirit and I don't know what my spirit guides are saying. Hey, sit in a quiet room for an hour and see if you don't get something. Okay. It takes some time, obviously, but like there is, it is us gaining that practice of listening to ourselves and what it is that we need. Now I took Pinterest. Uh, I didn't take it off my phone, but I put it in a very hard to find place in my apps, too many apps. And I, I found that I look at it a lot less. And I found that I had been a bit more content with my life. I uh, haven't done the same with Instagram, but I made a conscious decision. I'm going to look at Instagram less. And in fact, being in Mexico, we had really, really bad internet. And I wasn't able to look at my phone as much as I wanted to. And I was able to make myself more present. And I thought, hmm, it's really interesting. I don't have that need to feel like I need to buy something or something new or something to look forward to. I was able to just be in that moment. And when I was able to be in that moment, I found myself desiring to connect more to nature. Now, the mosquitoes had their way in trying to keep me from doing that. <laughs> so I'm glad that we got a chance to go to the ocean and, and, and I got a chance to be able to connect there. But um, mosquitoes make me physically ill. So it's like, uh, I don't want to go outside. That is, to me, part of the fuckery. Like me not being able to connect with Mother Earth when she needs it the most. So why am I telling you all this? We are in the solstice. The day that this airs will be the solstice and... It is our belief in our mystery school and out of all vetting all the dreams and the meditations and all of the synchronicities and stuff that we've been talking about that we've been able to see that there is this duality going on, a duality of energies. And in that there is, it's possible uh, what the theory that we came up with was that during this particular time today and the next 24 to 48 hours, earth is going to be releasing are trying to release a lot of energies that need to get out of here. At the same time, opening herself up to the energies that need to come in. So it's like a gateway, like a doorway, a portal of some sorts. Um, so if you can imagine that if this was a really important time, if the rest of the cosmos are watching to see if Earth can shift into 5D, um, I, I don't know if it's to be in 5D or not or whatever, um, but that's what people have been talking about for a really long time. Then this particular time that, that kind of feeling that we've been feeling like something's coming, what's coming. I feel like something's coming, right? Like it's this, that earth is about to open a door that if, if she hasn't already to release all of the crazy crap that we've been kind of dealing with, to try to get it out of our, our earth energetically to receive more positive energies that will help us shift and expand in a major way major way. Now, for some of you that might sound like this way too out there. And for others of you, you might be like, yes, that's what I've been feeling. Exactly. That's what I know. Like it's right there, whatever, take it or leave it. However you feel, but it is my job to tell you today to spend time thinking about how you'd like to reclaim your consciousness. And what does that mean for you? Like to take time today to find the most loving, beautiful snippet of energy that you can hold on to and give yourself the gift of being a part of that shift. Now, today, 
I'm going to make sure to be incredibly conscious in my meditation. And we're also doing an event with our mystery school tonight. And I'm really excited to connect with y'all. Hope y'all are listening. Um, and that we're going to be doing the work, hopefully, to help Earth shift. And so if for you, that means, you know, dancing in your living room, uh, lighting a candle, doing an offering, taking a bath, like whatever you need to do, getting the frequency of peace and love and acceptance and stillness over the next 24 to 48 hours, by all means, I beg of you, please take the time to do that. Because it is in all this fuckery that we have had essentially our consciousness hijacked. And if you've been feeling a lot of resistance lately and a lot of things are just not going your way and you've just been feeling kind of down, I, I think it might not almost be your fault. And at least for me, I'm noticing in a lot of ways, like I'm, I've just been like really holding on to these like strands of things. And, and typically uh, I would say something along the lines of like, well, you know, I need to let go of my expectations and this is teaching me how to surrender and blah, 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 which is true. There's growth component to that, but I think, I think I'm also shifting in the way that I think about that and saying like, you know what, there might be, there may be some opposing energy that's really trying to get at me. Um, I know that I've been feeling in a way, uh, about my gifts and I have a few amount of sensitivities, but not as expansive as other people. And I was also feeling away about the podcast recently because, um, there, I got some comments or reviews or whatever that were not so great. And I started feeling in a way like, Oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the person who gets to be the leader or the speaker or, you know, whatever. I'm just the interviewer. I'm just the interviewer. That's how I was feeling. Um, people don't really like my episodes that someone else is on, but if it's me, it's not good enough or whatever. So I started feeling away about myself and that was carrying with me. And I was like, whose fucking lie is this? Whose is it? Cause it's not mine. Like it, it's, it's not mine. <laughs> and, and I started to take it in as if it was truth. And I thought, uh, 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 no, no, no. I am the microphone here. And I'm not saying this in a cocky way, but I'm saying this to hopefully empower you because it's not that you need to, to be something, do something, be on the outside or whatever, but to reclaim the power that you have of whatever that may be. And I thought, oh, wow, how convenient that if the energies uh, that were opposing this positive shift were to get at the person who has the audience to affect her at the source, cut it off at the funnel and keep other people from being able to rise up and empower themselves through that vibration. And I said, no, I'm not going to claim that. I'm not going to claim that. That is not mine. It is important what I have to say to you today. And they almost got in the way of it. They almost got in the way of it. Not, not, not me. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> okay. Take some time to look up what the solstice means. Um, take some time to acknowledge your land, who that land belongs to. Um, look at the, the indigenous, those who were connected to the earth before capitalism came in and made it all whatever it is now, um, give yourself the opportunity to do an offering for those who came before you, who were connected to mother earth and the star people and whoever, I think that's a big part of this as well, that there are so many practices that were really, really, really so many people 
really, really connected to our earth and our planet and what it, what it really meant to be spiritual. And, and I don't mean this in like, like someone's better than someone else or not, but I think we're just so disconnected, especially in our Western world that we've forgotten where we come from. We've forgotten who's come before us and we've kind of tiptoed over the, the, the massacre and the slaughter and the, you know, stepping on of others service to self. We've stepped over that. We don't want to look at our past and look at what we've buried underneath. And I think this time right now, as one of our mystery school participants said, like it's seeping from the earth, like the earth is at full capacity and cannot take our bullshit anymore. So it is, it is time. Like as if you thought that the world was getting worse, it's not, it's just showing us what's been buried underneath for a very long time. So it is using this time to acknowledge that, to imagine earth releasing that, that we are ridding ourselves of that energy and moving into a new era, into a place of love, acceptance, peace, progress, and giving ourselves the opportunity to, to not look for anything to receive today, but to give to the earth and those that came before us. So that's what I got today. It's super important to me and, and what we've been working on for those so far. And I don't even, I haven't even told you all of it. This is just like a tiny snippet of what we've uncovered, uh, what we think we've uncovered. So, um, take some time, allow yourself to be in that frequency of love, peace, acceptance, and stillness, and give yourself the opportunity to give something to the earth today. If you need to bury your crystals for a little bit, put your feet in the sand, um, you know, do your meditation outside, you know, put your hand on the leaf. I don't know, whatever (laughs) works for you. Uh, take a bath, any of those things, uh, give yourself that intention that you want to see this shift happen. You want to see that and connecting also to your spirit guides or the other entities that are trying to connect to say, Hey, I'm here for your assistance and us shifting in this positive timeline. Let's get our earth where she needs to go. She needs help. And I think if you're, you have an open heart and willingness to do it by all means, uh, you are a part of our progress. So thank you. Uh, I will see you next time. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Aaliyah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you.